What's going on and welcome into your favorite podcast in the world. It's the That Being Said podcast with your boys, Sammy. And me, George Jordan, coming at you recorded and direct from the Sant Hub. Episode 582, I believe. And uh, it is Monday night. It is 4.30. It is 45 minutes away from the Seahawks facing the Niners. And uh, pretty excited. And we're going to be doing an after pod on, for our Seattle Super Pod tomorrow so check that out if you want to hear more about that game but we recapped the college football weekend and we recapped this nfl weekend and it was a pretty good one george it was great tune in listen and sammy where can they find us sonsports.com that's s-o-n-t sports.com you can find all our podcasts there you can find all our content all our social media so go there check out the pod check out the website and uh, give us five stars rate and review and this is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Redefine. Enjoy the pot. Happy Monday. Happy Veterans Day, George. Happy um, Veterans Day to all the veterans out there. Thank you for your service. Happy Veterans Day. I hope everybody's having a nice, most people, nice day off. Some people not, who knows. Um, Nice day off and a beautiful day of Monday Night Football coming between the Seahawks and 49ers. Um, But, George, today we're starting with a couple of college football games, which we don't do often, but it was a hell of a week of college football. We're going to talk about those really quick before we get into NFL. Um, There's two really big games this week, of course, which... Which one do you want to talk about first? Penn State, Minnesota, or LSU-Bama? Well, let's just talk... Because I don't have much to say about Penn State and uh, Minnesota other than it was really cool seeing a school that hasn't won a game that this big since probably ni- the 1940s, they said, win a game this big, you know, first time in over 80 years. So that, that was pretty cool. Um, Penn State, you got to feel bad for them, though, because that probably ends their college football hopes. Well, playoff. Actually, hopes. I don't feel bad for them. I, mean, oh, you know, know. I don't really feel bad for the teams that lose and end their play college football hopes because... At the end of the day, if you're not good enough to make the college football playoff, you're not good enough to make the playoff. And that's kind of the purpose right now of this four-team playoff, right? Exactly. Um, I think it's more of a cool story because for Michigan or for Minnesota, sorry, um, it's kind of cool to see these random teams just come out of nowhere, right? And like you said, this probably does end Penn State's hopes for multiple reasons. One, because... No matter what, Minnesota probably has the edge over them if Minnesota does have a chance. Two, if Minnesota doesn't win out and they start losing to inferior opponents, yeah. it's just going to be a more of a negative mark on Penn State's resume. Not, it's not a loss to Ohio State or to Michigan. Right. It's a loss to Minnesota, who even who were seven and zero before the game or eight and zero, whatever it was, was still seventeenth because nobody believed in them. So if Minnesota doesn't go on to win out, it's still it's going to be worse of a loss on the resume for Penn State, not a better loss. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess the only way you could really look at it, though, for Penn State is they actually need Minnesota to lose to Wisconsin and Iowa, which would give Penn State the, the title and have them play Ohio State in the championship game, with, who would have zero losses. I mean, it, it's so far-fetched, though. There's... Like eight different variables that need yeah. to happen for Penn State, including for themselves and for other teams, yep. for them to have a chance to make the college football playoff. Um, it's probably far fetched. And uh, that's what I mean. I mean, like at the end of the day, too, if Minnesota starts railing out losses, I think the committee will see that as not as good of a loss anymore. 100%. And so, I mean, 
we've seen we see this all the time where teams lose to a team early on that's ranked high and you're like oh good loss but then as the year goes on you're like maybe that wasn't that great of a yeah, loss but it's kind of crazy like i was looking through the schedule and stuff for like for minnesota and penn state for example there's only three weeks of regular season college football left it's pretty like it, this year went by really fast yeah, yeah, to me, I'm just saying. It, I feel like me, every when, year, everybody says everything goes by really fast. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get, I guess, but, but especially college football because it is really a September, October, and ends in November sport. It is a short sport. It's a short sport. That's why I'm saying yeah, like, I know. You, every year somebody would say it feels like it went by pretty fast. Um, I feel like that's one of the classic sayings. I mean, I, I was talking about this yesterday uh, with our mother about a Christmas tree. And then I was like, oh, like Christmas last year, we did this. And she's like, no, that was two years ago. And I was like, man, time goes really fast. Shit. And You're right. That's... We, every, I feel like every conversation people have about sports or about this, like Seahawks won the Super Bowl in 2015 or 14. And be like, man, that, that went by really fast. We're already in 2019. So can we slow down time, please? I, yeah. So my point is, I don't think this season went by really fast. I just think uh, we still have a pretty big thick of it right now. We still haven't had the, the most important parts of the season, which is right. conference championships, Bowl games and the college football. Well, playoffs, it's so which dumb. Which is going like, like, it's past <laughs> New Year's, so yeah, we still have a while. But like, I think the last week in November is usually when we get like the conference championships, and then they don't play the college football playoff until like January first. It's like, do they really need five weeks off? Um, conference championships are the first week of December, I yeah, think. Because this, this year, but last year it was like the last week of November. I just every year, depending on when Thanksgiving falls. I don't mind the schedule actually because, okay. first of all. The playoffs are now two games, right? So it's not right. like we're not just waiting to the national championship on like New Year's Day or whatever it is, right? We're right. waiting for a playoff. Also, it'd be really dumb if it was mixed in with all the other bowl games. I guess True. if there's any criticism, you could say let's cut down on some bowl games, right? But if, I, I don't have a criticism of when. How dare we the try, championship want to cut down the Meineke Care Bowl? Actually, if your colleges, yeah, you would say how dare you? I, I mean, know. it's part of the. It makes the money. It's really good experience for the kids. I've never been a bowl game hater. Like it, just because I don't care about the pen oil whatever bowl game, mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty awesome thing that college football does. That you saw if you watched Lovey Smith at Illinois this weekend when his team found out they're going bowling. Well, I found out they won enough games. It's an amazing experience for a school, and it's the only way to keep other schools like it's the only way to measure like oh we're moving up. And like, look, let's have a big bowl game for recruits. I actually love that there's a ridiculous amount of bowl games. Yeah. Now, I don't watch them all because I think they're... Yeah, but it's a great boring. experience for the kids. Yeah. Completely agree with that. But you mocked it, so I was... I was no, struggling. I know, because it's, it's kind of funny. Like, yeah, look, as a consumer, I really don't care if Nebraska plays Northwestern in the Meineke Care Bowl. I'm probably not that bigly into it but i do understand for the fans of a team one it's an extra game that you get to watch which is fun and two for the student athletes to get a travel they get the bowl game experience it's really cool for the kids yeah exactly yeah. and that, that's kind of my point that's why you per- still mocked it i know it's a joke but you yeah. still mocked it yeah, I, still, did mock so it. I was just trying to defend it i mock the, a lot of a lot of things though that i don't really mean to mock to lsu bama lsu bama um lsu Goes into Alabama, LSU? Tuscaloosa, LSU. I, I just went into Alabama and got the win, um, forty-six to forty-one. And I guess the biggest storyline of the game, besides the fact that LSU won, was the quarterback matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, two fantastic quarterbacks. Yeah, and we, we came out of this talking a lot about LSU's quarterback Joe Burrow as like the saving grace, the hero, mm-hmm. yada yada yada, which he was. But at the same time. 
Tua might have even outplayed him, given the fact that the dude was on one leg. And the numbers, you can argue both ways who had a better game. Um, so I think at the end, it's a pretty amazing thing to look back at a game where you we're always talking about Joe Burrow. I think we even need to talk about how just amazing of a quarterback matchup we yeah, got it was a great watch. quarterback matchup, but I mean, I guess if you want a big turning point of a game, first quarter, first drive, two of fumbles without even being hit, and that that has many factors, including rust. It was his first game in weeks coming off a broken ankle, and I, for someone coming off a broken ankle and had ankle surgery, he played so damn good. Like, you can't say Tua didn't play good. He had to limp off the field after the game. I don't think anyone would say that. Yeah. The guy threw for 418 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. But I think why we left the game talking about Joe Burrow's twofold, right? I mean, because, one, they won the football game in Alabama on the road. And, two, because I think this is the first time, yeah, you're a college football fan. You know who Joe Burrow is. Uh, Most, you know, casual watchers of a game know who Joe Burrow is. But I think Joe Burrow kind of solidified his Heisman campaign and became a household name. Everyone knows Tua, right? Like, Tua's already a household name. He came in, won the national championship uh, to be I honest, I'd only say there's two household names in college football, which is probably Justin Herbert because he was in the national championship, yeah. and Tua. Justin Herbert, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, Trevor Lawrence, yes. And Justin Herbert, Oregon is a name household name for NFL people. Yeah. But I think Trevor Lawrence and Tua are the only two people, probably, and maybe Jalen Hurts. It's probably the three that yes, people really that's know. A good point. I don't know if they know uh, what's his name Fields at Ohio State. I don't mm-hmm. know if they know Joe Burrow, like you're saying, or yeah. even Justin Herbert at Oregon, or Jacob Eason, who's a high prospect at Washington, or even Jake Fromm, who you know has been to a national yeah. championship game. That's true. He's and, and because he doesn't have that thing with like Tua has that you know the look and then he's like the guy from hawaii where marcus maria and, and he also had the moment in the moment against jalen hurts and jalen hurts that's why jalen hurts yeah. is known and trevor lawrence has the we beat bama have the long hair and the yeah. you know the next big thing yeah Keep so, going. so i think burrow kind of that's why we everyone left the game talking more about burrow not because to to may had just as good of a game as him but i think burrow's now become a household name yeah and i guess burrow has the classic story that people like i mean like baker mayfield had it the kyler murray's mm-hmm. have it which is the like i went to another school they didn't want me anymore because is that what you what have I to say. do now like should we just like anytime you want a quarterback like hey do you want to be good yeah go to a school don't do good say they don't want me transfer to another school world against me go on win heisman this would be what the fourth heisman in a row that is a transfer technically no but because jalen hurts was not a transfer when he won jalen hurts never won heisman and who did? We had Tyler Murray, Baker Mayfield. Both tra- transfers. And then if Joe Burrow wins this year, transfer. You said would this be the third or fourth? But third. We don't know if Joe Burrow's winning yeah, if he, had if, two. I'm saying if he wins, this would be third transfer in a row. I think so. Yeah, which yeah. is pretty remarkable that like three straight transfers. I mean, I'd, That's still not the trend. If you really look at it, though, two, no, a, I know. two is not a transfer. You have uh, Herbert and Oregon, not, not, not a, a transfer. transfer. Eason is, but he's also not a lighting tr- up yeah. the, the world. And... Um, and Trevor Lawrence isn't a transfer as well. I think the transfer story helps you become a Heisman, though, because because the Heisman is a story. The Heisman is a story. Yes, if if, if um, Joe Burrow was a first year five star talent freshman, and we knew that that's who he's going to be, like a Jameis Winston, he came right. in and lit up the world, right? Yeah. And we knew he was going to, and he won a national championship. Those stories sometimes are less exciting for people, right? Like the the 
Trevor Lawrence is a little less exciting than Baker Mayfield, the undersized guy that nobody wanted anymore. They had to transfer yeah. and had to earn his spot. And same with Kyler Murray. Now Joe Burrow, who went to Ohio State and kind of just couldn't win his spot over. And people said, and then last year, for those that don't know, Joe Burrow played last year. And he was know. a pretty mediocre, below average quarterback. I know. How did he, like, how is this that big of a turnaround? It's, I mean, it's that big of a turnaround because sometimes we give up on guys. Too soon. Too soon when That's they're 18, point. 19 years old. That's a good point. Oh, you're telling me that a guy can develop from 19 to 20 years old pretty well, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's what happens with these guys is we give up when there's no reason to give up so early. Even in the NFL, we do the same thing. And I think Joe Burrow is a great story. Personally, I'm still more of a Tua guy. But at mm-hmm. the same time, the problem with Tua is the dude has had like three or four major injuries already. Yeah, now, and this is a different ankle than the first one. He's always hurt. He's a little limbo, uh, nimble. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's – I don't know how that translates. I'm not a doctor. But, he, he, I mean, Tua, I think, is going to have a good NFL career. I think Burrow can have a good NFL career. Um, it seems like lately it's – like quarterbacks have just gotten better. They can come in and do well in the NFL, like regardless of many things. Everyone thought Baker's too small, Kyler Murray's too small, uh, Russell Wilson too small. But all these guys are able – like being too small, even Lamar Jackson, oh, he's not going to be that good. All these guys are still able to come into the NFL and do things a little bit differently. And I don't know if that's because college football has changed the way the NFL plays, just like because a lot of linemen now don't get as as much work. I don't know what it is. Or are coach, coaches less stubborn now? I don't. I really have no idea why. But it seems like now more than one style of quarterback works. Yeah. I mean, they're still the prototypical quarterback, like which is the one that works the most often. Yeah, and I think it basically depends on the system as well. I mean, yeah. like, I think we've seen – I don't know if Russell Wilson would be the Russell Wilson he is today if he got drafted to the Cleveland Browns. Right. Because of what – they probably would have put the wrong system around him and not developed him correctly. So I think that plays a huge role. And as much as I was a big critic of uh, – the Arizona Cardinals. They gave their coach one year of fire and go get Cliff Kingsbury, who hasn't been that great mm-hmm. in college, and then drafts Kyler Murray, undersized guy that nobody expected to go number one. And then it's actually kind of working out. Oh, yeah, you know I mean, why? Because his first interception of the year last year. Last I, I think I don't know if it was his first year. I think it was his first since like week one or two. It was oh, like okay. the interception snap streak. Right? Oh, okay. Okay, fair uh, enough. But it's still like... It's something been, like that, I believe. Been, to me, Which Murray's been check. a wild success. Yeah, and I think it's because... Of the system, right? And I think right now, if a guy like Baker Mayfield was in Arizona, we'd be talking a little bit differently about Baker than we have been recently. Yeah, because that's very fair. He probably would have the right coaching staff, the right system around him, and the right, uh, how do I say, the right infrastructure? Yeah, and that's what Kyler Murray has right now. And I think it's, yeah, he has five interceptions. So I think he had like a couple in the first couple of weeks. Jeez, <laughs> he, he just piled them in the beginning, huh? Yeah, so... It was fine. A, He's a rookie. He should have for rookie. What we're going play ten games or nine games, only have five interceptions. Pretty good. Jameis can do that all in one week. True. He was my favorite. Yeah. He he went like five six weeks over without an interception. Yeah. Um, it, that it just depends on the system is what I'm saying, and that's why. You know, Lamar Jackson's worked because he's had the right coaching staff adapt to him instead of him having to adapt to the system. Yep, absolutely. Right? Um, which is also can come as a concern because a guy like Lamar Jackson 
if the NFL catches up to him, there's a potential chance he's not as good as we're seeing now, but there's also a chance that he is as good as we're seeing. (laughs) 100%. Um, I guess last question. Um, In my opinion, this means Alabama's probably still a playoff team. You lose by five against LSU as long as things hold. Um, I'm not saying they're for sure a playoff team, but with a little bit of help, do you can you foresee Alabama still making the playoffs? They're probably still going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Um, the committee's going to have probably a choice between an Oregon, Utah, Utah, Alabama, or Minnesota, or Minnesota, because and I think they take Alabama. Well, here's the thing. Okay, this is where it gets tricky. LSU is going to make it, but as I, long as they don't lose twice. Like, yeah, I was. I'm also not so sure that LSU is as poised as an Alabama just because they won this game doesn't mean they're going to win out now. Exactly. Because no, I agree now, if like Alabama's in this situation, I'd probably be like, oh, they're fine. Yeah. Right. But because like LSU still has, I think, a couple of tough games. I mean, if they win out, uh, actually, though, the rest of her schedule is pretty easy. Mississippi, Arkansas, Texas. See, I wasn't even worried about the schedule. But then they have the big, uh, the SEC championship game. Even regardless of the schedule or not, mm-hmm. I, I still, there's, I haven't seen them do it yet. Mm-hmm. They get, I think Orgeron's obviously a great coach. We're seeing it now, but who knows? They could be that team that fucks up that one game because yeah. I don't know how good they are like in the locker room and not like how focused. I don't know. And we, we, we're seeing it all fold out as they are that team. Yeah. But like, because it's their first if, run. Yeah. It's our first run. If it was Nick Saban right now doing this, I'd be yeah, not, we know I'd, how We know how Nick Saban reacts. Yeah. I know that he'd be like, don't celebrate this fucking win too much. I mean, LSU players were running up to the Alabama recruiting section. Yeah. Like, come to like. I think they might be coming to next week a little unfocused. Now, I think against is that Ole Miss they're playing. Yeah, who's one of the worst teams yeah, in the SEC. They should be able to beat them. But at the end of the day, it's the SEC, number one. Number two, it's college football, and uh, things happen. So let's see how they play out this rest of the year. But here's what I think Utah or Oregon going to make the, the championship. The college football championship. Yeah. Well, here's my. I'm gonna give you a little double advocate here, and I I don't know what the committee would actually do. Let's say Oregon, Oregon ru- runs the rest of the table, right? And now I'm actually projecting it's gonna be Utah. But uh, okay, Utah, you have a better chance here. But here's my thing with Oregon, right? If Oregon wins out and has one loss, and Alabama wins out and has one loss, including beating. Auburn, who Oregon lost to, does the committee take that game into account and put Alabama in over Oregon? I just wonder. Common opponent. Okay, here's where Alabama is on is gonna only make it if one of these teams that are above them right now or stumbles. Even, somebody has to stumble, and I I feel like we've seen this every single yeah, year. Every, Somebody's gonna stumble. Clemson might lose a fucking game to. To whoever I know, they play shit teams, but like they've almost lost games to Syracuse and almost lost games to whoever it may well, be. Maybe Wake Forest is the one. That's their last, the only ranked opponent. That will be the only ranked opponent left on the schedule. And then they they play in the ACC championship against, against Virginia, 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 probably Virginia. Yeah, awful conference. Yeah, it's horrid. Uh, if Clemson loses a game, they're out for sure. Oh, 100 percent. Clemson cannot lose a game. Um, LSU. I would not be shocked if they're a team that if they lose one of these next three for some reason but you can't then you can't. They could lose two. They could lose in if the, they lose two. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. So just hear me out. Let me finish yeah. like the whole point. Somebody's gonna stumble. We've never had a season where it okay, it's week. What, what week is there? Right now? Like eight, yeah, whatever. Whatever it is. It's never just held from week eight to week 
Whatever. I, and I couldn't somebody, agree more with it you. It might mean somebody in the Pac-12 stumbles. If Oregon loses another game but still makes the championship, then beats Utah in the championship and all teams have two losses, yeah. no Pac-12 team will make it and Alabama will slide in. 100%. Or if Clemson oh, oh. loses and then the Pac-12 team is going to get in, plus Alabama, plus LSU and Ohio State. Or maybe some fucking how Minnesota wins out and beats Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Ohio State's going to slip out. Yep. And Alabama's going to find their way because they lost to... LSU, who's still number one, for example. So right. yeah, there's so many there's scenarios. Be a slip up. Yeah, there will be a slip up, and it's just gonna be fun to find out who it is. Yep. And uh, who's you right now? If you had to guess who your final four is, who would you guess? All right. If I was to guess today, my final four is gonna be Alabama four, Clemson three, Ohio State two, and LSU one. I have Utah four. Mm-hmm. I really think Utah's gonna win out. Yeah, they could. They, they really could. Um, I'm going to have Alabama 3, Ohio State 2, LSU 1. Okay. I think Clemson's going to lose a game somewhere. Which I kind of hope they do because they haven't played anyone. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think Alabama... If Alabama doesn't make the playoffs, even if they win, they win out the rest of the year, it will really explain the reasoning behind why we need a little bit bigger than four teams. Yeah, but it also kind of makes it interesting that all, the, like the regular season is like a playoff. It is pretty fun. It is, but it's also Tua is coming off an ankle surgery. If Tua, if this was two weeks from now, mm-hmm. they, we could have been talking a whole different story. That one play that would have made Alabama start the game up seven nothing. That Tua, he was he was going to score a touchdown on that play. I know, I don't he know. He just what lost it out of his hand. Rust, rust, rust happened. Yeah. This is my point. Two weeks from now, when this dude's not off an ankle surgery where they put a rod in his ankle, we could be talking a victory for Alabama and it's a whole different story. I think it's unfortunate that, you know, if, if if we're in the NBA playoffs and LeBron tweaks his ankle in game one, it shouldn't be the end of the season. No, I, I agree with you there. So I think they should just be a little careful with how they do this. And I don't know. Clemson's going to make it if they go undefeated, but I, I'm kind of hoping they don't. Fair enough. Uh, we'll be right back, George, with uh, some NFL. <laughs> All right. NFL. George. Sammy. I'm 14 and 31 on my NFL bets this year. You were 14 and 31 on your NFL bets this year. What? Technically, I don't count them to the end of the week, so I'm still 14 and 31 this this year on NFL bets. Um, and you win 17 and 0 this week to go 31 and 31. Yep, tied up. Wow, amazing. I'm 4 and 0 this week, um, with one left, which is plus six Seattle at San Francisco. So let's let's hope. The Seahawks win, number one, because we're Seahawks fans. And number two, for my bets. And if you want to hear us talk about the Seattle Seahawks matchup yesterday, we did do a little Seattle podcast. So yeah, it was awesome. You might hear this after tonight's game, but I'm just saying, if you wanted to hear our predictions, you could go back and listen to that. Um, now, George, let's yes, get on Sam. to the NFL week. Let's do it. We uh, started with the Chargers and Raiders on Thursday night football. The Chargers might be good, huh? I mean, the Raiders might be good, huh? We've been saying this for weeks. I know. But now it's like, all right, they're 5-4. and four. I personally think, and this is, I could be. You see their next two games? No, I have not seen their next two games. The Bengals and Jets. They're probably going to be 7-4. and four. <laughs> seven, Let's say they go 7-4. and four. Even if they lose one of those, which they shouldn't, to be 6-5, and five, I really believe there's a team out there right now that I just don't think is very good. They're six and three, and they hold the fifth spot in the AFC wildcard, and that's the Buffalo Bills. 
I think the Raiders can get the first overall wild card seed in the AFC. I know you say that, but I, and I've heard a lot of people talk about the Raiders wild card. Can we stop talking about the Raiders wild card and talk oh, about I the know fact you're that about, about this the isn't division? Even a, this, yeah, this isn't even a hot take. They have. What are the Chiefs? The Chiefs are six and three. Look right? it up. Are click they, it. Are the Chiefs six and three? I'm going to click. They it might right be now. six and four. Uh, oh, it's right here. The Chiefs are yet yeah, only a half game up on the. This Raiders. is my point. I, I, I'm not even trying to make a hot take. I think the Chiefs are a better football team. Yeah. But uh, everyone keeps talking about like, oh, this Raiders team could be a, d- a division or a wild card team. Well, they play the Bengals and Jets next. If they are good enough to be a wild card well, team, even they'll probably win those next two games. And then they and then the you're Chiefs. yeah, then you're seven and four against the Chiefs. And if if Chiefs lose any games before even playing them, then they're going to be ahead of the Chiefs going to that game. So, uh, I mean, I know we keep talking about. Oh, the Raiders look like they could be a wild card team. Well, to me, they look like they could be a division winner. Well, I mean, that's a great point, Sam. I didn't really think about that. And, and I mean, luckily they're not catch- oh, they're catching them off a of bye week. They're catching Andy them Reed. off a of bye week, which Andy Reid is amazing off bye weeks. But that game is going to mean a lot. So I guess we'll approach it when we get there. And uh, as for the Chargers, man, this team—they're uh, not out of it yet because the AFC is so weak. But this is a disappointing season. Chargers. I think it's just time to move off Phil Rivers. And I don't mean that in the sense that Phil Rivers shouldn't be the, a starter or shouldn't be the starter for the Chargers for any particular reason. You but just think next, like. I think it's time for them to just revamp. Yeah, I think it's time. Okay, I agree with you. But I think that they keep Phillip Rivers. They might even have Phillip Rivers be there next year. But go find someone, go draft someone, go get ready to bring in the next guy. You know what the best way to do that is? What's that? Get rid of your quarterback and be really, really bad for one season. And then... Um, or you know what's another way? They, if you don't want to make it awkward, move the team to London. Philip Rivers has nine kids. He's not moving all nine of them to London, and he'll have to retire. Or move it somewhere outside of L.A. This... I feel like this season is t- almost a resemblance of this whole entire move. I know. It's a mess... It makes no sense, just like this team. Um, it's time for a change, even though they just had a change. This team shouldn't be in L.A. The Rams borderline shouldn't even be in L.A. L.A. doesn't really need a football team. They don't. I, I know it's such a big city. It's weird to say that. But it's like I feel like NFL football is like a place where you have diehard fans from that city that really like it. I mean, that's why Green Bay works so well. And Green Bay is now like the biggest metropolitan city in the world. LA has diehard fans, though. I mean, they have really hot diehard Lakers fans. Yeah. Really diehard Dodgers, Dodgers fans. Fan. But there's history behind there's those. There's history. That's why if anyone should have moved to LA, it should have been the Raiders. I, I completely agree. And the Rams could have gone to Vegas. The Chargers could have gone to Vegas. The, the Rams probably should have just stayed in St. Louis. That was a good fan base. Yeah, no, so, I completely agree. Um, I just think the Chargers need a change. On, at quarterback, I think they shouldn't stay in LA to be honest, which I think they will because well, they I think they already you saw what they tweeted, you showed it yeah. to me, it's just hilarious. And the owner said we're not fucking going anywhere. Yeah, like literally, he said that. Um, but I think it's just time to move on from Phil Rivers and, and stick to uh, stick to a, a, a new start. plan. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And that's nothing against Phil Rivers. I still think he could be a quality starter. I know it's just sometimes you're not winning. A, yeah, I don't think you're winning a Super Bowl with him. Correct. Should we move on to the Lions and Bears? Yeah, I thought you were going to. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Usually, you're the one who segues, segues it. So. Segues. Se- segues. Sammy, you do, you does, you, Sammy, you do the segues. 
George is having trouble today. Why are you stuttering? Can you do the segues way, please? Lions lose in Chicago, 13 to 20. Um, My back is broken. Are you making fun of Matt Mike Stafford's Tyson. broken back? No. Matt <laughs> no, Stafford actually tried to play. I know. I was about to say, Matt Stafford is the toughest motherfucker. The guy has to play. Like It's tough enough to play for the Lions. You have a broken back, and he's like, no, I want to play. Yeah, he's tough, but like at the same time, this is kind of the his career. He's always banged up, and they always kind of underachieve. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like this team has been like I think this is what their fifth loss, but every one of four of those losses have come by one possession. Yeah, they're just not good enough. Yeah, I mean, just I, not good I, for enough. the most part of the season, I thought, okay, look, they are good enough. They just had some bad breaks. When you end up losing a lot of close games, that kind of just proves that you're not good enough. I completely um, agree. And obviously, with the backup quarterback, you're really not going to be good enough. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't have much to say about this. Mitch Trubisky didn't light up the world this week either. No, he either. threw three touchdowns, but that they were like open guys and weird passes. Yeah, and you, there's people that throw touchdowns that aren't yeah. the best quarterbacks in the world. No, I know. I mean, Brian Hoyer's out there some weeks, and there's... You know, Josh Allen's not the greatest thrower in the world. He throws some touchdowns. Uh, but Mitch Trubisky didn't light up the world. They're playing against a backup quarterback at home. If the Bears lost this game, it actually would have been tragic. That's a good point. So I'm not shocked about the results of this game. Yeah, no, neither am I. Let's move on. Uh, Ravens blow out the Bengals 49-13. And um, George George's best bet of a week, he took the Bengals plus 10. So this is me and George's biggest disagreement on the podcast. If you listened on uh, Thursday, I think it was, right? I think we did it on Thursday. During yeah. the Chargers game, we did it. Yes. On Thursday. Um, George was insistent on taking Bengals plus 10. I was insistent on mine. And we disagree on a lot of bets. But I, I felt pretty strongly about this one because I had one statement, which was Andy Dalton is the least of the problems. And they're... Benching Andy Dalton. And uh, also, I think on top of all that, Lamar Jackson, I'm not going to be the negative guy, but I'll say this. I don't mean this in a negative way, but he really does beat up on shitty teams. He really does. And he's also. I'm not saying he's not good against good teams. I'm just saying he's uh, exponentially good. Especially good against really, really shitty teams or shitty defenses, including the Seahawks. The Bengals twice. Um, the Steelers, he, um, they were about to lose until Mason Rudolph got hurt. Yeah, but... He beats up on really shit. He, so. Yeah, he does. But, I mean, he's he's been fantastic. And I know for the first time, Sammy, you said today, this guy might be my favorite guy. Like, he's a, he just cool seems guy. like a really good guy. His clips are awesome. Um, I, I really, I guess, now the question is, is he the MVP of the NFL? And I can't believe I'm saying that. Personally, who said I thought he would, it's more likely for him to be out of a league by next year than be the MVP of the NFL. Um, but if you look at it, if they continue to win, and I think a lot of it has to do with Russell Wilson, who is the other candidate, I think, is leading front runner for MVP. In their head-to-head matchup, the Ravens came to Seattle and won. I think voters might look at that. But then again, right now, if I think today, right now, but while we're recording this podcast, Lamar Jackson's MVP. I think tonight, if the Seahawks beat the 49ers and Russell Wilson plays good, I think Russell Wilson now takes over the front runner for MVP. There's a lot of like recency bias to it in what we just saw. Uh, I'm Right now, I'm still at Russell Wilson. I mean, if you look at the numbers, completion percentage, touchdowns, total touchdowns, including Lamar's rushing yards, Total yards, 
Russell Wilson still doing him in every single category. Now, I understand the head-to-head, but I think part of the MVP conversation, it it depends on what you're carrying as well. Like, right. You're the most valuable player because what are you carrying? Mm-hmm. And yes, that's why people from bad teams don't win it. You, you can't, if the Seahawks were five and four, it, Russell's not even in the conversation. Right. But especially when you're on a team that is bottom 10 in defense, actually bottom eight, I think the Seahawks are in defense. Um, one of the worst offensive lines in football. Yeah. And Russell Wilson is leading the league in touchdowns by more than three touchdowns passing with a game to play tonight. <laughs> so, and I think he's the least interceptions for any starting quarterback. He has one. Um, and, and they're Lamar- seven and two with a really bad roster. And Lamar, I think, has a lot more pieces to work with. Um, so the head-to-head matters, but I still think Russell Wilson edges him out for MVP mm-hmm. based off almost every single statistics outside of yeah. rushing. Yards. Well, here's my question. Do you think that you Russell Wilson edges him out for you, or do you think his general consensus if it ended today, Russell Wilson would edge him out. Because for me, Russell Wilson ed- edges him out. If he, if like, if I was the voter, I'm voting Russell Wilson. But I, I guess my thing when I say front runner, I think today, if the season ended, I kind of think Lamar Jackson's narrative would have, would win the MVP. But which one is it for you, or is it both? Both. Both. I okay. still think it's Russell Wilson. I think in Vegas, you're right though. I think it is. I think Lamar passed him last night. Um, not by much. I think it's like almost identical numbers. Right. Um, so I, I I guess in Vegas, yes. But like you said, if Russell Wilson goes and beats San Francisco as a no tonight, he will move past Lamar yeah. Vegas in, in odds again. And that's where I'm trying to forget the recency bias for a second. That's why I didn't forget what Russell does against the 49ers today for a second. This like just exactly where we are today. I just think Russell – and you go to the schedule, I think our schedule has been a, a little harder. The teams that – Lamar's done this against really have not been higher quality teams. And that includes the Seahawks whose defense is bottom Subpar, eight in the yeah. league. Yeah. Um, so we'll see as the season keeps going. I mean, I think I know they've, their two losses. One of them is uh, what they've, the they Browns. lost to Kansas city and the Browns. And then we lost to, to them and the saints. Yeah. Uh, ours is probably a little higher quality, even though it includes them. Uh, it's tough, but at the end of the day, I think if if Russell Wilson becomes the first team to first player today to beat the 49ers this year, I think he I takes think a nice stranglehold, a on. nice lead. Yes, yeah. yeah. Nice um, one last thing I do want to say, like I, mean, you have slandered Lamar Jackson as being a high level quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I was thinking a little bit more deep into it, and I do think he's very good right now, and he can win for a few years on this high level. But he kind he does it a little bit differently. I guess Cam Newton is a little more physical while um, Lamar's a little more elusive. But I do see a lot of similarities between the two where I think like Lamar Jackson can play at an extremely high MVP level for three to four years. But what makes him so good is his speed, which, you know, as he's, what, 23, 24 years old, by the time he's 28, 29, he won't be able to rely on that speed. And I don't, I think he can have like a four or five year really good window versus, you know, a pocket quarterback who's going to have a 10 year, 15 year window. Yeah. I, I personally, I think Cam Newton's a weird example to use because Cam's arm talent is just much, better, much, yeah. much better. I, I don't think there's a comparison because he, he's not Cam Newton. Cam Newton, if it wasn't for multiple surgeries and injuries on his shoulders, I think Cam Newton would be fine in the NFL right now. Maybe not MVP level, but he'd be a fine quarterback. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is 
He's something we've never seen before. So I just we don't really because Vic didn't. But even we have, have. He's like a Tim Tebow who can't throw the ball. But Tim Tebow wasn't as fast and stuff. So we're and, talking and, about, and Lamar Jackson can throw the ball well enough. Not, not really. Not, not like Tim. Not well enough. He's not Tim Tebow's arm. Tim Tebow couldn't throw the ball, but he, not really. I mean that this is where I still disagree a lot about the Lamar Jackson stuff. The guy is a phenomenal playmaker. He's not a very good thrower of the football. He's not a good thrower of the football. I, and he's not going to get he, very good. Yeah, it, it, like, okay, when I say he's better than Tim Tebow, I think Tim Tebow it was the worst thrower of a football out of all 32 starting quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson's probably like 22, 23, 24. He's better than Trubisky. And he's name who else he's better than right now in the NFL? Like Josh the, Allen, like the Josh Allen, Trubisky, Trubisky. There's a lot of backups in right now too, so you have to and counting those as well. I so, mean, but even some backups have better thrower than Brian Hoare. Yeah, but I'm just saying he's good in like I'm not a you know me I'm not Lamar Jackson like big fan or anything like that, but I I'm starting to be because I think he's not. As bad as Tim Tebow throwing the ball, but his legs are so much better than anyone else. It's amazing. I'm not disagreeing with that. I think he is the most interesting playmaker we've ever had. All I'm saying is, he can't throw the football. He can't. Uh, there's, uh, he's just not a great thrower of the football. Yeah, there's a difference between being a great thrower of football and can't throw the football. He can throw the football, but not oh, that. You're good. one of those people. Okay. You're like, like, well, you said he's, yeah, you're gonna be like he's thrown. He has well, no, eighty t- completions. No, no, because Tim Tebow couldn't throw the football. Yeah, Tim Tebow did exactly what he did. No. Fifteen completions in a game. Tim, no, no, Tim Tebow was like Tim Tebow was absolutely horrendous. Like, I mean, Lamar Jackson has fifteen touchdowns and five interceptions this year and throwing completion percentage of sixty five percent. I think Tim Tebow's percentage was in the fifties and didn't throw anywhere near fifteen touchdowns. I'm just saying Lamar Jackson is not an elite thrower of a football and but he's not Tim Tebow. I'm just saying he's not Tim Tebow. That's all I'm saying. Okay. For example, like Tim Tebow started Okay, he went seven and four at one point, right? Yeah. Yes, completion percentage is not good. But what was it, like fifty one percent? Uh, fifty percent the first year, then forty six and seventy five. So I mean, he had like a weird total is like fifty percent. Yeah. But he threw for seventeen hundred yards in eleven games with twelve touchdowns and six picks, and was throwing at seven yards per attempt, which is probably what he's throwing at. They're pretty much like. To me, what's his quarterback rating, for example? 101.7. Okay. So Tim Tebow is at like in the 80s, which is worse, but at the same time, they're throwing 150 yards per game. Yeah. Versus what's 2,000 divided by nine games? Like 200 yards. Yeah. How much was Tebow? A hundred and yeah, so he, so he's not Tim Tebow. He's better than Tim. He's a better thrower than Tim Tebow for sure. But I, I'm with you. He's not an he's not an elite thrower of a football in the NFL. Yeah, he can't. Uh, to me, he can't throw the football. I All mean, right. I, you can argue as much as you want. Like, oh, the guy made completions. Well, guess what? Tim Tebow made completions too. Can't throw the football, right? I mean, there's guys in the league that can't throw the football very well. Mitch Trubisky can't throw the football. Right. Mitch Trubisky put up those numbers last year. Right. <laughs> can't throw the football because in the system. Sometimes it makes sense. All right. Well, I'm. I'm not. I. I. I we're gonna agree to disagree. I think he's like the twenty. We both think he's not an elite thrower of a football. You think he's he's a shit. He's complete shit at throwing the football. And I think yeah, he, if you think he's bottom five in the yeah, NFL, yeah. that means he can't throw the football. Like as, right. a, as an elite quarterback in the NFL, we can, we can agree. To, I think he's he's a, a below average thrower of a football. I don't think he's atrocious, but I don't think he's good. 
Yeah, I mean, we're saying the same thing. Yeah. You're instead of me who's saying he can't throw the football, you're saying, well, he's not. He can throw the football, but he's bottom five in the NFL. Same thing. I mean, you don't want your quarterback to be long term. You don't want your quarterback bottom five thrower in the NFL, especially if his legs give up. He has one leg injury. We're talking about a guy who's a bottom five to eight thrower in the NFL. It's yeah. bad news. No, I, it's like Marcus Mariota. Yes, it's like Marcus Mariota. Who's the better arm, Marcus Mariota or Lamar Jackson? They're about the same arm, but but then Lamar makes up for it with his like talents. Basically, what I'm saying. Yeah, but I would never say Marcus Mariota is Tim Tebow. That's you, my would you point. say he's a bad quarterback? If Lamar, if let's say Lamar Jackson had no legs, he's an awful. Quarterback. He's an awful quarterback. Yeah, okay, that's that was yeah. my point. Like, but he does. So he, I can't like, when, take when, that when, away from him. Yeah, but when somebody says somebody can't throw in football terms, that doesn't mean they literally can't throw a completion. In football terms, that means. Wow, you're like a bottom tier throwing quarterback. I'm not talking, that has nothing to do with his legs. The guy right. is just, the guy I, is a top fifteen quarterback in the NFL because of his legs. But I'm right. talking about throwing. Guy can't throw the football. Right, but I think you are exaggerating how bad of a thrower he is. Because I think he he does an adequate enough job throwing the football to where if he'd be like. If he had no legs at all, he'd be like a bottom five quarterback, which is bad. Would he be a starter in the league? Probably not. But probably not. That, that's my point. In the so I, that's why Tebow, I'm couldn't, saying, Tebow couldn't even be a backup anymore. He could. It's a media problem. That's why. 50%. Just like Colin Kaepernick can't be a backup either. He could, but the media situation. Nobody wants to bring in yeah, Colin Kaepernick. I, nobody wants to bring in a Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow well, could be a backup. And no one will ever bring in a Lamar Jackson if he ever, like, is hurt and can't play because the same thing the media would be like why is he not playing exactly yeah, so, so I mean I'm so just that's, saying that's, that's dude. fair but like yeah let's just, let's move off of that because I think we, we we agree here that we just agree disagree on the degree he can't throw that he can't throw no, we're not disagreeing on that because me and you agree both bottom five guy yeah maybe bottom five. I, I I gotta look it up more but I, bottom third for sure <sighs> You wouldn't answer my questions, so no, I don't know. I, I don't. I can't think off the top of my head. Like, if I want to like go comparison quarterback by quarterback, I say bottom third, which is because he throws a bottom good, ten. Yeah, because he throws a good deep ball, but he has no like, what you like can't stand in the pot. It's not that he doesn't have an arm. He throws it pretty far, but he's not that accurate. He's not a good football thrower I think he has arm talent in the sense like what you're saying he could throw like an 80 yard ball down the field yeah he's not he doesn't have quarterback talent he has what he has an it factor that I don't think we're ever going to understand how to yeah. explain long term if once this guy's done I the still league. can't like sit here and say that it's going to continue long term forever like I just can't I, I have a problem saying it but I I'm not sure he's going to be the quarterback of the Ravens 10 years from now Oh, he will not be the quarterback of a Ravens 10 years from now, I would say. I see. You're saying, well, not. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Does that, Unless he becomes I've a never been more wrong about a quarterback, so I don't really know how to go about it. Yeah, I, I think it's been kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, Bills taking an L to the Browns on the road, 19-16, to 16, and one of the, I would say, ugliest games of the season in general. Yeah, it was. Well, I, I mean, it was ugly in the sense of, what? What do you mean by ugly? Ugly that it's it was sixteen to nineteen in a game where the Browns had like eighteen different red zone opportunities and didn't score and somehow still won the game. Okay, that's the fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was well. ugly like that, but it was yeah. it, it was highly entertaining. Oh, I didn't say entertaining. <laughs> yeah. I said ugly. Like yeah. Lamar Jackson's you know an what? ugly it, thrower, yeah, yeah, still entertaining. It, 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 it's it's what are they? It's like uh like when you drive by a car crash, right? 
It's ugly. You don't like car crashes. No, but it's you still look. You, yeah. it's an, well, I mean, it, it's a yeah, competitive I know football saying. game, yeah, but it was an ugly-ass game. I mean, we're talking about a situation where the Browns would have eight, nine plays in the red zone and not score a touchdown, yet still come out of this game with a win because of the ineptability of the Bills' offense. Good point. Um, this Browns team really might not be a playoff. I mean, not the Browns, sorry. This Bills team really might find a way to fall them out of the playoff race eventually because yeah. I don't think they're good enough on the road late in the season like they can lose to the Dolphins. Well, if Dolphin, I mean, the Dolphins might be you know the hottest team in the NFL. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> two in a row. Fitzpatrick is a competent quarterback. He we've is. seen this. Um, we've seen him be able to win games. You could lose to the Bronco. Like they literally, this is not an over exaggeration. They, they can lose, lose the rest of the games. They can lose the rest of the games on their they schedule. Probably won't. They won't. They could lose the rest of their games. Mm-hmm. I'm not confident in this team being a playoff team, and uh, it's unfortunate because. You've seen so many bright spots from them, but you've already you've also seen a lot of dark spots from this team. Yeah, and I mean the darkest spot from the team has to be their quarterback Josh Allen, who's who's speaking of can't throw the football. He has had borderline a disastrous second season for being a top what seven pick in the NFL draft. He's go- through all the games so far this year, throwing under sixty percent with ten touchdowns and seven picks. It's not a disaster by any means, as far as like numbers or how he's playing but you were hoping that the guy would take the step up and become a good quarterback because he has the arm that's a guy who has an arm talent but he hasn't really gotten any better than he was last year unfortunately yeah and i know it's early but we've also seen this from guys like baker and sam darnold and all these guys and i think it's just early to evaluate i think the one of the bigger issues of being in buffalo is the system and the weather and it's only going to get uglier the rest of this of year. year, yeah. Um, I feel like if you're the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, you should like have an exception where like you get like three years. The third year is more. Oh, bad. I completely agree. No, you don't move off of them, but you're like, man, I wish. I, you just for wish, how talented the rest of the team is. Yeah, you just kind of wish that he was a little bit better. But then again, he has his wide receivers suck. So I mean, how much better would Baker Mayfield be in Buffalo right now? Same situation. He might be a little better. Might be a little better. Sam Darnold might be a little better. Yeah, I like Darnold and Baker more than I like Josh Allen. I do too, but I'm just saying, throw them in those situations, which all of them are kind of shitty situations. Well, no, Josh Allen's in a playoff potential situation. I know. I'm just saying, they're all not the best places to be in the world. Agree. Organization slash weather for for guys like Josh Allen. for the Browns, though, this is a much-needed win for 19 different reasons. It was very important for... Can you name all 19? Coaching, Baker, Odell being dramatic, Three. for the city of Cleveland, Four. Um, for LeBron James. Five. CJ McCollum's a big fan of the team. Six. He was really worried. Um, it was really good because they're getting Kareem Hunt back. Seven. Um, what's his name? What's the running back? Chubb had a Chubb. good game. Um, offensive coordinator got 19 points. Defensive coordinator held, held them, them to 16, 16 points. Yeah. Special um, teams did not give up any uh, special teams touchdowns. Correct. I don't think Baker threw any picks. He might have thrown one. Even if he did, it was only one. That's and they 12. won the game. That's 13. Um, the stadium got a win. First, no, they state, only. first uh, time the home crowd got to see a win in the stadium this, this year. That's fair. Yeah. Also, 14. more important stuff. Playoff implications. Fifteen. If you you have six losses. Yeah. If you win out, you can make the playoffs. Sixteen. If you win out minus a loss, that's seven. You can still be nine and seven. Seventeen. 
you can you could still make the playoffs. Eighteen. You play a lot of division opponents left, which helps you in the playoff race. Nineteen. As well. Thank you. That's it. And uh, there's one more. Actually, oh, we can get to twenty. Uh, twenty reasons why this means a lot to the Browns. I. It means a lot for Freddie Kitchens. I already said that. Oh. Coaching staff. Yeah. Um. And it means a lot that Baker might have no new coaching change because if they can win a couple more games this year, they're gonna be fine. They need okay. to go. They need to go eight and eight. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing with, to keep Freddie Kitchens for another year. But I know we all exaggerate about coaches a lot, but it, it, it's easy. He's an easy target. But yeah, no, it's a big win for them. You broke it down. I got nothing to say. You broke down every reason why it was a big win, and I agree with them all. I didn't. I wanted to know if Baker threw a pick. No picks. Twenty six nope. for thirty eight, two hundred thirty eight yards, two touchdowns, no picks, one hundred and two rating. Yeah, one of his better games against a very good defense. Look at that. What do you know? Beautiful. Needed that. Chiefs at Titans. Uh, the Titans win 35-32. Ryan Tannehill drove them downfield, George. Helped them get the win. Yeah. And, um, you know, I said before the game, you know, before we did our bets, that this is one of my best bets of the week because Derrick Henry would run all over the Chiefs defense, and he did 188 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, and also, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill had a great game. Mahomes looked great in his return, but there's two key factors I want to talk about in this game. One, the um, I don't know what the Chiefs were doing there at the end of the game where they were up five, didn't get the first down, missed, missed the field goal, and then the Titans go down and score and take the lead. And then the biggest play of the game, the Titans block the Chiefs' game-winning uh, or game-tying field goal attempt, and the Titans were offsides and the refs missed it. Went... Can can we make a new rule? Just like why should we not be able to review the last play of a game to make sure that no egregious calls were made? Just the last play. Like obviously the Titans were way off sides there and blocked the field goal to win. Now who maybe missed the field goal? Who knows, right? And shit happens. And shit happens, um, but pretty big th- shit to happen. Yeah, I mean, I just I know the NFL or people even be like, oh, I'm just tired. I don't want reviews all the time. Then let's take away these coach reviews. Yeah. Just don't let them be possible. Have somebody. You could literally hire what I do on the couch, right? I'm not saying hire me, but hire what oh, that's okay. people do. Just well, let me finish. I need, you. can't go 30 seconds without trying to make a joke. Like, I just wanted to say this sentence. I knew that was coming. Did you see how I did it? They can I was hire like, you. They can hire you. It's like, no. Okay, hold on. If they can find somebody that can do what I do on the couch and watch the play and go, hey, that looked a little off, and then watch it for five seconds, and then buzz somebody on the field like hey you missed something check it out simple they could hire anybody in the world to do that instead they want to rely on the coaches who have no angle at all on these plays zero if i'm sitting at the 50 yard line watching and something happens on a 30 yard throw to the other opposite side field tiptoeing catch they expect the coach to be like oh i should challenge that and well how about let's just if you want to keep the game from having these mistakes these pass interferences. Like last year, the damn playoff game. We talk about this all the time. Right. Why couldn't there be somebody in the booth like, hey, Rafi, yeah, you should check that one. That, that's exactly how I feel. Really man. quickly. Like, right? And it doesn't have to be long reviews. No, we can make it really simple. And that's what they should do. But they're, I don't know. It's inept, ineptitism. Ineptitism. <laughs> yeah, it is. Is that a word right? I don't know. I don't know. I kind of was, I started saying it. And it sounded so good, but that's why. I are you saying they are inept? Yes. Ineptitism. I don't know if yeah. that one's a word. Well, if it isn't, have the dictionary at it. But it's just ineptitude. Maybe. 
Lack of skill or ability? Sure, ineptitude. Uh, yeah, anyway. The I like has displayed remarkable ineptitude. That's the example. Yeah, well, then... The officials, there you go. Let's fix yeah. it. Fix it. That's all I want. Ineptitude. There you go. Wow, her voice is sexy. <laughs> really? Ineptitude. You think so? No, not really. <laughs> ineptitude. That's the word. Um, yeah, I think it's can, ridiculous. Wait, can, can continued ineptitude be ineptitism or no? I don't think ineptitism is a word. Okay. Well, I think that's where we're at. All right, so that's where we draw the line. Um, Titans have a chance to make the playoffs now, I guess. <laughs> the whole and, uh, AFC has a chance to make the playoffs, I feel like. You know what would have been the best move if they benched Ryan, uh, Mark Trey earlier? In the oh, I, I know. I know. But you've been, me and you have been calling that for years now. Mahomes look great, though. He's fine. Mahomes is great, man. He's going to be fine. And, um, I'm just Chiefs, worried. I'm worried for the Chiefs a little bit. Their defense is really crappy. Yeah, they um, they're putting him in a hero ball situation every week. Yeah, um, I don't. I hope we don't get to the situation where he just plays on shitty teams his whole career. Could happen. He's every, always everyone wanted to just say he's going to win three Super Bowls after last season. And I, what did I say, Sam? It's really hard to win a Super Bowl, but it's also only year two. True. Him, so yeah, no, it's early, of course. But I'm just saying, it's really hard to win a Super Bowl. It is. It is. Falcons at Saints. Um, I think Dan Quinn saved his job here, obviously, by winning on the road in New Orleans. But in all honesty, this is one of those games. This Falcons team's been playing under how good. They've been playing shitty, but they're not that awful, probably. They have Matt Ryan, a quarterback. I don't have much to take out of this. The Saints are going to lose a game here or there. It was one of those classic trap games that the team loses, and you're like, oh, my God, how'd they lose? They'll probably lose one more game around the rest of the year and go 13-3. and It's just a weird division game that every year happens in the NFL. Yeah, and against a veteran good quarterback. It's not like they're playing against a backup quarterback. They're playing against Matt Ryan, who can have a good game. like not something that's shocking to see. Like, oh, Matt Ryan had a great game in New Orleans. Like he's been there, done that. He's played in domes. He's played in the stadium. He's probably played playoff games at the stadium. And, and you know, you didn't really see much highlights from this game or anything. I don't know how Drew Brees did or anything, but probably fine. Thirty-two for, for forty-five, two hundred eighty-seven yards. No now. touchdowns. Well, yeah. The yeah. When's the last time he threw for zero touchdowns? I don't know. You know, is it time to ask? Like, is it bringing Teddy Bridgewater? Is there a quarterback controversy in New Orleans? If they lose another game, people are going to start talking about it. I hope not because that would be crazy. Um, The battle of the worst New York teams. Who's worse? Turns out the Giants are worse than the Jets, George. Yep, that's what it turns out. It turns out that Daniel Jones can throw four touchdowns and lose somehow. He had a great game, huh? Yeah, he really did. I I didn't even notice that. (laughs) This game wasn't like a highlight of red zone that often. Yeah, I didn't realize that Daniel Jones had over 300 yards and four touchdowns. I did bet on the Jets. So I'm happy about the. Did he outplay Darnold? Yeah, by far. By far, yeah. How did the Jets win? Look at their statistics everywhere, too. Like, Le'Veon Bell at 34 yards. I don't know. And why did Saquon Barkley oh, have 13 remember? carries for one yard? How many? 13 carries for one yard for Saquon Barkley. That's pretty crazy. Did he have like a minus 15 yard run or something? Um, uh, no, he averaged one yard a carry. No, but it says they're long. Did he have like a minus 15 No, he yard? had a three-yard run at some point in the game. So he had some minuses. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't say minus 15. This, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad, yeah. I mean, I'm, sh- I'm not going to go through the play-by-play, but that's pretty crazy. Yeah, Daniel Jones I played good. 
Well, wow. I got my win on this one. I don't have much to say. Me this is either. this is why we didn't need to freak out about the Jets yet. Like it's fine. Just give it's David Arnold's second year. Same reason I always say it's fine with Baker Mayfield. These guys aren't great yet. Yeah, I, I'm still. I'm just. I'm more like stuck on that. How did Saquon Barkley go 13 carries for one yard? I, I, when I saw that stat, it just jumped out on this post podcast. We need yeah, to I'm gonna look, look into up. that. Uh, Cardinals at Bucks. Jameis game winning drive. They tried to lose like six times. Yeah, they tried their best. Like they were really trying hard to lose this game, um, but the Buccaneers prevailed. George. Yeah, and keep their very, 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 very slim playoff hopes alive. Which we talked about this on Sunday. They're one of those teams that should have been like four and four. I know. Like a couple plays here or there. They shouldn't have lost that Giants game to Daniel Jones. They probably should have beat the Seahawks in Seattle and they'd be four and four. And you'd be coming out of this week like five and four. Yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy if you think about the Buccaneers. And I'll just make this quick. The rest of this season, they have, what, seven games left? They're three and six. They play, I don't it doesn't really matter who they play, Saints, Falcons, Jacks, Wolves, <laughs> Lions, Texas, Falcons. Like George is like, we're, we're not going to take too much time on the Bucks but, here. But, we're going to go through the rest of the schedule, but, though. But, no, but really importantly here is seven games left to find out, is Jameis going to get his job next year or not? He's a free agent after this year. Did they move forward with Jameis Winston? Or is Jameis Winston done? Like, they have seven weeks to evaluate the rest of his career. And I, I, I believe if Tampa Bay gets rid of Jameis Winston, I have a landing spot for him where I think he'd be the quarterback. Hmm. Okay, let's see. It's not Jacksonville. It's no. Uh, I thought Miami? No. That would be an awful idea. No. Um, I want to guess it because is it a team that currently has a quarterback? Are you ready for them to move off? Or Yes. San Diego Chargers? No. I mean, the, there's no San Diego charge. You know what I meant. Um, it's a team that has a quarterback. Kind of. Why kind of? Because they're frustrated with this quarterback completely. They're frustrated. Which teams are frustrated? They're quarterbacks. And they're, the fan base is ready to move on. I think you're ready to move on. Everyone's ready to move on. I'm not. I'm not. The Chicago Bears. Jesus. Wouldn't that kind of be... Work out for Javis? Well, if you're the Bears, wouldn't you sign him to a one-year contract and find out? First of all, I think they're going to sign Cam Newton. Oh, that's another one. Cam Newton and Jameis. Maybe Cam Newton will go to Tampa Bay. I could see that. And like Bruce Arians would be like, I could work with this. Yeah. Um, my only concern with Jameis in Chicago. If he doesn't remain in Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> Which he might. Which he might. Job. Yeah. Would just be the scrutiny that he well, he's gonna his first game. I just know Jameis Winston enough at this point. He'll throw five picks his first game, and it'll just be a, sh- a firestorm going yeah. this way. Yeah, it'd be like the opposite of Mitch. One guy's like way too like doesn't take any risks, doesn't throw interceptions because he's so bad. And the other guy just way too irrationally confident and throws five picks. But you know why they'll like him? They'll like him more than Jay Cutler. He's yeah. a rational confidence, but he cares. Well, Jay Cutler would throw five picks and just like. Smoke a cigarette on the sideline. Like, what a game. <laughs> that was a good one. Good one. He's like, you know, yeah. just wrong but spin. That, but I, in all reality, I think Jameis is going to remain in Tampa because I think Bruce Arians likes him. And I really think they're going to kind of finish this season a little bit hot. Not, I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but they could finish 8-8. Eight and eight. He's going to sign like a one-year deal. One deal or the franchise tag him, which I know that sounds ridiculous because so much money, but sometimes you got to just do that because either way, you're going to end up with what? The 15th pick in the draft? You're not going to get... What quarterback are you getting there? Yeah, seriously. Just Jacob stick Beeson. with Jameis one more one more year. 
I, I think it'd be unfair to give him one year with Bruce Arians. That's it. I agree. So that, that's all I have to really it. say about this game. Yeah, I said a lot. George is like uh, five seconds on this game. Yeah, like, um, George, I have nothing to say about this game. Let me break down where I think Jameis Winston's career is going. Dolphins two and zero. We already talked about them. They're the hottest team in football. Hottest uh, team in football can be stopped. Really, I'm going to say this really quick. I took the Dolphins plus eleven because I we know Brissett was out. There's no the Dolphins want. First of all, if they want to tank, they need a bench. Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's a good yeah. enough quarterback to win some games. Going against another backup, really, you can't take anything out of this game. And the, the Colts have a backup. Dolphins with a backup who's their starter. <laughs> well, well, there's nothing to take out of this. No, other than that, uh, the Dolphins players seem to really like Brian Flores. Like you see his interaction with them on the sidelines and stuff. He's like they want to run through a wall for that guy. Except for Kenny Stills, apparently. Which yeah, Kenny Stills is one of those guys, right? Yeah, there's always one. Like the Michael Bandits of the world that it's like, maybe one day they're going to realize like that they're the problem. No, but the, those people always realize that the other people are the problem. Yeah. yeah. Kenny Stills is one of those guys. Blind, fuck Brian Flores. Like, you've been with him for one week, dude. Like, yeah. Just fucking chill out. But was he mad that he, Flores played Jay-Z? Yeah, because Jay-Z. Well, signed with the NFL? Yeah. Woo! <laughs> a real, real social justice warrior we got there, Kenny Stills. Um, you have anything on this game? Nothing. Okay, this is actually a very good game here. Um, the next three are actually all really, really good endings to the day, which was Panthers at Packers, the snowball. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that was cool to watch. I, it really, outside of football here for a second, yeah. I guess it has to do with football, but that just brings a new element to games. It's mm-hmm. so fun when they put the cameras like on the faces. You know when they do like the court, sky cams and yeah. you just see how much snow is falling? I love it. The quarterbacks, the breath coming, uh, the like fog coming yeah, out Yeah, I was going to say, that's my two favorite things. Like it, I like also when it's really cold but not snowing and you see like all on the HD smoke. the smoke coming out of their mouths while they're breathing. I find that really cool. When they cool. take their helmets off and it's oh. like steaming. Yeah, that's so cool. And the second, I love it in the snow. So... Especially this type of snow where it's not like completely detrimental where they can't even like right. they, they threw some footballs. You could still run. Like there's snow games that are too much. Like in Buffalo, remember that game where it was like Sean McCoy got like 80 carries because yeah. you literally couldn't do anything. But the snow fucked the Panthers in this game because we do not know if Christian McCaffrey crossed the plane because it was too, you couldn't tell because it was snow. True. And on top of that. He probably would have been able to like get more of a lift and jump over the line True. if it wasn't snowing. I think it did slow him down. I mean, there's no way you can't tell. That was not Christian McCaffrey's full speed. No, no, it wasn't. But poor, I, poor Panthers. Like this team could be a, a playoff caliber team, but in the NFC, you start losing some games here and there, and you just they, they pile up four losses, and you got no more room for error. Yeah, no more room for error, and. Kyle Allen, I know that there's reports that they're going to move off of Cam Newton and trade him likely. I remember I, I I didn't bet on this one, but I remember I was saying, like, I feel like they're going to play good because Kyle Allen maybe has that monkey off his back. Right? Okay, right. this is my team this year. But don't forget, he still has to earn the job the rest of this year. If he has a bad ending to the season and they don't win many games, yeah. there's a chance the team sticks with Cam Newton for another year. I agree with you there. Um, I actually think Cam Newton is probably a better option than Kyle Allen. But at some point, I haven't seen enough, dude. I mean, this is one of the first games that they've been like on the afternoon slate, right. and I really got to watch them. But it turns out it was snowing. 
Yeah, I just wonder, like, would would Cam Newton be better this year? Wouldn't because Christian McCaffrey just makes everyone better around him. And yeah, he opens up the offense more. So I wonder is Cam hasn't had that in the while. Yeah, it's, McCaffrey's so damn good. McCaffrey might be the best position player in the NFL. Oh, he is not hands down. Uh, yeah, he's right. the best running back in the NFL. He's better than more valuable than any receiver. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's the best position player <laughs> like, in the NFL. Just convince myself, like he could be. Yeah, he is. Yeah, sometimes you do, I just talk like that. He could be. He well, is. Think about this. I mean, what's the MVP rate? What's the MVP race right now? Four quarterbacks. Let's say three. Yeah. Okay. For people. Some people say Patrick Mahomes. There's only three quarterbacks in the race. Yeah. Watson. Uh, well, I guess Rodgers is probably. But he's not. Exactly. There's no chance Rodgers wins it. He hasn't had like this. No, Rodgers is probably fifth. It'd probably be like... It's Russell, Lamar, and Watson on the far out. Far out, McCaffrey, yeah. and then... Some other quarterbacks, some, probably. Filling some quarterbacks, and then somewhere down the bottom is Ryan Fitzpatrick last. Who's another running back that's... Sorry, Andy Dalton last. Andy Dalton last. <laughs> Who's another quarter... Well, there's another running back that's like... Aaron Jones for Packers could be somewhere near that top 15... I'm trying to think of another one. Saquon's not doing it this year. Zeke's not. What are the NFL MVP odds? Yeah, that's what I'm looking I know you're saying he might be the best playmaker, right? Like, I think he's by far. Yeah, this is like a couple, five days ago, but and there's no one other than Christian McCaffrey in there. But if there's a new one. Right there. Is this new? TheLines.com. All right, so right now, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Christian McCaffrey, you'd have to go all the way down to Michael Thomas to have anyone in the top 10, and 15. Let me just emphasize, that's after like Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo. Carson Wentz. Oh, Dalvin Cook, buddy. Dalvin Cook. Oh, I didn't there see Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's at like 6th, 7th. 5, 6, 7th, 8th. Okay, I'll tell you this. Dalvin Cook might be the best running back in the NFL. Christian McCaffrey's the best playmaker in the Fair. NFL. Because I think McCaffrey's a better runner, too, but it's close. Well, he, he's better overall. Yeah. I mean, the dude can catch, like, he can go, like, 10 catches, 150 yards in the game on yeah. top of 100 and, and yards by the rushing. Way, Patrick Mahomes shouldn't be fifth. No, McCaffrey should be ahead of him. Even yeah. Dak Prescott might be close to him. I agree. Missed, what, two games? Yeah. He hasn't lit up the world this year. And he came back and he lost. <sighs> All right. How's Drew? Wait, who, who the fuck has Drew Brees in the top twelve? I mean, it's plus ten thousand. I know, but like, he shouldn't be like that high up. And he's missed like five games. Yeah, I'm it, telling you, this year's been very. There's just not that many options, man. Like you're right. Kirk Cousins on that list. You're right. <laughs> um, by the way, Packers. What I think eight and two now. Yeah, I really still don't think they're that great. For no, but you know what? They might get home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs. And, that's, and good luck. And then there's <laughs> snow in Lambeau and it's cool. A.K.A. good luck to whoever else is facing. Exactly. Um, okay, two more games. We'll try to get through these quickly. Um, me and George have to get going for our uh, Monday, Monday night. night. Go Seahawks. I was trying to, what does the Seahawk sound like? There you go. Uh, that's an eagle. I was like, look at like, What am I going to make here? Same shit an eagle makes. Speaking of awards, Rams, Steelers, Mike Tomlin should get consideration for coach of the year. Who else would be coach of the year? Um, oh, Sean Payton. No. Oh, Sean Payton. Okay, yeah. yeah. And, um, uh, Kyle Shanahan. That's what I was going to say. They're 8 0 right now. Yeah. Uh, if I think if they go like 15 and 1, he's going to be the coach of the year. True, but it's just like. I wonder, like, what a great coaching job by by him so far. They have no business being five and four, were they? 
Yeah, um, five and four. They should I be saw f- George just looked up something and said Freddy Kitchens. Yeah, the one, but that was definitely fired. Yeah, it was August second, two thousand nineteen. Uh, yeah, I didn't I realize. Was like, how was Freddy Kitchens? Number I, one? Yeah, I noticed after. I was like, oh, there's, this is way backdated. But um, yeah, so thank you so much, uh, internet, internet for making it so hard to find the NFL coach of the year's odd uh, odds odds. All right, six days ago. I'll give you the six days ago odds. Mike Tomlin might not be there. Sean Payton, Kyle Shanahan, Frank Reich, Bill Belichick. (coughs) Pete Carroll, Sean McDermott. George was so shocked that Mike Tomlin's not on there. He had to sneeze. Well, that was as of November 10th. That was yesterday. How the... I don't get it. Okay, so he's not a candidate. But he should be. He should be. Um, I guess my takeaway from this game is two things. Yes, Mike Tomlin... I've slandered him a couple times in my life because I thought he couldn't control the locker room. You might found out. I know what you found out. I found out that whatever he did with Antonio Brown, the dude, we thought he was kind of we couldn't he couldn't control him in Pittsburgh. He obviously did a phenomenal job. He's the only person in history of sports to control Antonio Brown. Like Antonio Brown, I don't know if it, people said it got worse as time went, but like he somehow. Kept Antonio Brown from looking like a complete nut. So all those times I said, Mike, Tom, can't control the locker room. No, no, the dude's no. done an amazing job amazing, controlling the locker room. Yeah. That's all I really got to say about this game. They won. No, I have something to oh, say. Okay, go ahead. Mr. Houdini, Mr. Sean McVay, the greatest coach we've ever seen. It's not that like special right now. So you're saying that if you had a cup of coffee with him, you shouldn't be hired as a head coach? Correct. And actually... Can I give you a fun fact, my yeah. friend? Outside of uh, Zach Taylor in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. every one of his little successors are doing better than him. Who who else has been his successor? Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. He, no, McVay worked under Shanahan. But that was like, okay, Shanahan got that job because he, the hot trend was. Yeah, if you if you knew Sean McVay. And you're a young coach. And you know who else was a young coach that's doing pretty well? Cliff Kingsbury. And I know they don't yeah. have a better record than him, but doing a lot more with less. That's true. That's fair. Sean Mc, the Sean McVay magic, right? And I still think he's probably a... Good coach. Great coach. No, not just good. He's a yeah. great coach. But we were so quick to deem him like, best coach in the NFC West, better than Pete Carroll. Right. Well, guess what? Guess who's a better coach? Pete Carroll's a better coach. Here's more a question for you, though, and I've kind of realized this in general, talking about like successors and stuff and hiring people off of coaching trees. Like... Just proximity to greatness doesn't really make you great always, right? Correct. And I feel like people always think that just because you worked with someone who was great that you are going to become inherently great. And Correct. I think that's ridiculous. I agree with you. It's very ridiculous because that's not the truth. Right. Like, it just doesn't work like that. Yeah, I mean, we've seen a lot of successors not necessarily be, uh, not be like, Perfect or amazing. I mean, we've seen a lot of Bill Belichick successors. Not not, not successors, but uh, um, mentees. Yeah, mentees. <laughs> Mentors, mentees. That's a word. Is it really? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Prodigies, you mean? Prodigies. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, no. That's all I really got to say. The Steelers have a chance to make the playoffs, and I think the Steelers and Raiders are both going to make the playoffs while the Bills miss the playoffs. That's my like big prediction uh, for the rest of the NFL season. Say that one more time. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Oakland Raiders will make the NFL playoffs. The Buffalo Bills will miss the NFL playoffs. Okay, I like that. Yeah. What was the last game? I can find it. Hold on. Um, Sorry, the, I got the, the Vikings and Cowboys. 
I got slightly distracted because okay, let's get to the Viking Cow, but because uh, Josh Gordon officially became active for tonight's one in F football game, I think it's kind of cool. Caca! <laughs> okay, there's George's a caca call. Um, I think that's kind of cool. I do too. Speaking of which, is let's we'll run through this game and get going in Monday Night Football. Correct. Um, what do you think, Vikings, Cowboys? Okay, sorry, Kirk, I, I, I don't want to say anything because this is for you. Yeah. So I'm just trying to press because I know you have Kirk Cousins. I got excited about this Josh Gordon news. This is live, y'all. You know, we don't really edit these podcasts. Yeah, guys, this is this is really happen. This really this happened. Raw. This conversation right here really happened. This is raw. Um, hey, shut up over there. <laughs> that, that was fake. There was it. no one talking over there. You might be scaring people in this neighborhood <laughs> here. Um, the window's open. Shouldn't be out. We, um, Kirk Cousins has been slandered forever, Mr. James Harden. We talked about this on the last podcast. He is James Harden. Everyone's like, oh, bruh, can never win a game, huh? And guess what? They all both win games. Are they great? Are they both ever going to have rings? Probably not. Probably not. Probably never going to have a championship. You're never going to see them hold up a trophy. But can they win big games? You were displaying all Viking fans. Actually, actually, sorry. Kirk Cousins is more likely to hold up a trophy. Okay. I I agree with that. He is the best running back in the NFL. Pretty good defense. Great coach. I love their coach. Two top 20 receivers in the NFL. But God hates Minnesota. So it's not Yeah, in all sports. So my whole point is here. Everyone's all up in, you know, Kirk Cousins' business saying he's, there's no business being $80 million. I know he got a fully guaranteed contract. Big whoop. Every single quarterback in the NFL makes $100 million. He's, he's a really good quarterback. Yeah. And he's not great, but he's a really good quarterback. He's better than fucking Dak Prescott. And they went out there and they won this game yeah. in Dallas. And finally, finally, I didn't have to go through my timeline once on Twitter during a, a primetime Kirk Cousins game and hear about how bad he was. Okay. well, two, so All I have to say about that, George, is... You like that. You like that. All right. Well, I, I, I'm sorry to burst your Kirk Cousins bubble here. And I'm not saying this is not like bad things will happen here. But I think they have like one, two, three more primetime games. So if he fucks up in one of them. Okay. He's going to play bad in Seattle. We already yeah, know this. And you know what Twitter is going to do? So you're going to have to go through your Twitter timeline and hear about it. Hear me out. They're gonna, he's going to play bad at Seattle. He's going to fucking win the home game. At Chargers. It's going to be a home game. Yeah, I know. That's going to be... He's going to go to Lambeau. It's going to be snow... Oh, no, it's in Minnesota. He'll be fine there, too. I'm just saying your timeline is going to get... You're going to have more know. opportunities for your timeline. You know why? It's to, gonna, for people to talk shit about Kirk Cousins on Prime. It's going to be fine because I'm going to have like a good couple games in a row from him before the Seahawks. I'll be the Cowboys. They'll beat the Broncos at home. I know. I'm just saying like the timeline thing. People will... We'll, we'll come back and talk shit if he throws one interception. That's fine. It's just like James Harden. The, du- the dude can go to multiple, multiple Western Conference Finals. The dude can take Dwight Howard to a Western Conference Finals. Meanwhile, people ask on Curry's D because Kevin Durant carries him to two D- championships. Dude forgets over here that uh, Dwight Howard took the Orlando Magic to the NBA Finals. So Okay. George. Dwight Howard. Every team Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard is greatness. He went to the finals of the Orlando Magic. Wherever he goes, good things happen. Stop. Dwight Howard couldn't find a home in the NBA in 2014. And James Harden welcomed him in to his home with open arms and took him to a Western Conference Finals. Meanwhile, Steph Curry, who was carried to two championships by Kevin Durant, gets all this praise. The minute Kevin Durant leaves, he got hurt. 
before he got hurt, they were the worst defense in the NBA for the first two games. Two games? We're going to give two if, games? If you really think the Warriors... You're literally the only person I know that thought the Warriors were going to be good this year. No, okay. It's pretty you, proven you know that funny? they were not going to be good. You know what's funny? Like, I, I actually talked to this... Uh, talked about this on my podcast and i'm not gonna have this conversation here because it's like it's a point this is what my point was which is a, it's a pointless conversation i talked about it on my pod that uh sports are funny pod go rate it five Can stars you get to the point was, this guy yeah. had a 14 minute intro to the point is it's a pointless no, okay. conversation but it's a but, point but my, my thing was like it's a pointless like, conversation every single person who loves the warriors now is like we don't know what would happen because steph curry got hurt and then every single person who doesn't like the warriors goes Yes, we do. We had two games sample size. When in all of reality, the actual answer is he got hurt and we have no idea. It might have continued and they might have been the worst and he would have might have played bad or he things might have got better. We have no idea. And that's it's okay. We do sometimes. know that they were not going to be like a top two team okay. in the West. We, I, I personally, they probably would have fell somewhere between those three to eight slots. Okay, sure. True. But I'm just we saying. We do know they were not going to be the best team in them. But, but in general, it's just funny that like, like. There's two sides of it, and there's two extreme sides of it, and there's no middle ground where people are like, "Yeah, he did get hurt, but they were playing shitty, and they might have continued to play." Like it's all like uh, I disagree. There is a middle ground. I think everyone thought this team was gonna be awful defensively, which they were with him for the two games, and they were without him, and they were gonna have trouble being a top seed. And in the in the West, if you're not a top two seed. That three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten are all jumbled together. Yeah. So. Actually, if you want to like actually get frank about this, the one seed right now and the eight seed are two games apart. The West is stacked. Well, we're but, also but, but we're so all, it is in the East. It's only four games yeah, apart. So, but in general, it's two. two weeks. Week two of the season, and that's my point of this was we're two games into the season, and then people were like, "Oh, Steph." rode Durant's coattail. Meanwhile, last year everyone was like, Durant rides Steph's coattail. Meanwhile, Twitter is the craziest place on earth is really what I've come out of here because everyone has these takes and everyone is just like, the point of it when you have a take is to like make it as strong as possible, right? True. Yeah, So and everyone has those and it's really funny because everyone like is completely about their take and there's no nuance on Twitter. That was what my whole podcast about was about. How is there's no nuance on Twitter? That's fair. Yeah. Um, Same but, with Kirk Cousins. He sucks on Sunday. It's like, well, no, he's had some good games too. Yeah, but also, also, I think James Harden gets even more hate than a guy like Steph Curry. Steph Curry, he does understand that he's. I mean, he's won without Kevin Durant. Well, my my, my just my whole theory was, like, um, Steph Curry would never get slandered for making it to a Western Conference Finals and losing True. to James Harden, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. True. People would be like, the, the, how, wow, how did Steph take them to seven games? While well, James Harden, they're like, but choke job. That's the point. There's no nuance on Twitter. Yeah. Well, with James Harden, it's like outside of Twitter too. James Harden just gets a lot of slander because he plays basketball in a way that most people hate, don't like. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Actually, both of them. Some people hate the way Steph plays. True. Older people are like, ruin the game. Yeah. Literally, there is no nuance on Twitter. Some people there are. There are yes, people. I'm just saying, but those people get drowned, drowned out. Yeah, um, Cowboys are in trouble. By the way, I agree. They're not going to make the playoffs. They might, but either them or the Eagles are. Neither one of them. Are oh, whoever make, whoever wins that division is, okay. is whatever. They're in trouble. Yeah. Um, Dak should have taken his like thirty million dollars. Yep. He played really good last night. Don't he get me did, wrong. He played but great. I thought if they can't make the playoffs, he's it's going to be really hard for them to justify forty million a year. He's going to get franchise tag. Yeah, hundred percent. 
All right, George, this is episode 582 of the That Being Said podcast, right. brought to you by Sant Sports. It's SONTsports.com is where you can find us. Um, you can, uh, we're kind of in a hurry, so I was just kind of mumbling, but uh, you can find us at SONTsports.com, SONTsports.com. I said that. You can find our social media there, rate and review the podcast, help us out, share this everywhere. And uh, George, this is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Redefined. Peace.